0: Welcome in, everybody. Episode 3 of the How You Say Podcast. Bird oh, and I'm AJ. Is this episode 3? I may have lost track already.
1: It's episode 3. Season 2020. Season, Oh, okay. uh, nicknamed The Reckoning.
0: The season's nickname The Reckoning? Yeah, I think that's
1: a good name for this season.
0: Okay. You got any more explanation on that one? Well,
1: just because of
0: how 2020 has been. Oh, okay. I feel there will be a reckoning in
1: uh, in our league.
0: Is fantasy football the the great salvation for us all, for at least the 12 of us in the league?
1: It could be. It could
0: be. It'll be salvation for one person, I can tell you that. Yes. (laughs) We just don't know who that is yet. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, as we said, episode three, week two. We just finished up. It was an exciting week. We have three teams left at two and zero, and everybody else is either one and one or zero and two. Uh, everybody's still in it. Uh, would you agree with that statement that everybody is still in it?
1: Yeah, everyone except for Corey. I think Corey <laughs> is out of it. Everyone else is still in it. Yeah. Uh, and that was after like. Basically, before we go into the recap, we should go on the folly of trades that happened just before oh, – Or was it just before the season? Uh, b- just before the week started. Well, calling my trade happened just before the week started on Thursday at 5 p.m. or whatever, 4 p.m.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he decided to make two more trades on uh, Friday and Saturday.
0: Yep, just a just a Coke field trade bender, uh, which is not uncommon for Corey. Uh, he loves trading. Uh, you might say he's addicted to trading. Uh, can't live without trading. Uh, so let's uh, yeah, let's start with the trades because that led into uh, the eventual uh, scores for the week. And so first up, we had you trading away, Matt Stafford, Jarvis Landry, and you got back. Marquise Brown and Mitch Trubisky, and then there was a dollar that changed hands. Did you get the dollar or did you give Corey the dollar? I got the dollar. Got the dollar.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Oh, was it a dollar?
1: I think it's two dollars.
0: No. Can't, no, I'm pretty sure it one dollar.
1: Oh, okay. It's one dollar. Oh, yeah. Christina got two dollars. Yes. So.
0: Okay. So, how do you feel like you made out in this trade? I feel
1: like. The upside of Brown is much higher than the upside of Landry. And so that was my motivation. I feel I'm a little weak at wide receiver. Okay. And more often than not, unless there's some injury that happens, I did not think I would be starting Stafford for more than one or two weeks. Where like Rodgers and Dak go by. And Rodgers and Stafford don't buy together. So that doesn't work either. So it it would just have been like Rodgers has a tough matchup or Dak has a buy. Okay. So I'm like, I did feel like I gave Corey more value than I got back. But they were both my bench spots that I was giving up. And so the... The advantage I was getting in Brown kind of made up for it in my mind.
0: Do you feel like you got any starters, or were you kind of just trading bench pieces for bench pieces? Like, what was your motivation here? Just to get some depth? Or do you think Brown is going to start for your team at some point this season?
1: I think Brown has a chance to start. I okay. believe he's, like, uh, basically... Uh, this is his second year in the league, but right? so... That's where I think wide receivers actually excel in their second year. Um, so I believe he has upside to be like a wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver one. Uh, definitely in my team, which is sucking at wide receiver. And then, yeah. Travisky is my man. Travisky, he will score me thirty points
0: for the season.
1: No. In a few weeks, he'll also score me negative five points a few weeks yeah. Before. Okay. So I'm all aboard the Trubisky train. I'm hoping I can start like a trubisky Alan, Alan
0: Robinson stack.
1: That'd be kind of a good stack.
0: So it sounds like you think you did pretty well in this deal. Tell me how you also got a dollar out of Corey. How did you manage to negotiate that one? Because like
1: everyone values Landry as this huge huge name bland was a good wide receiver and i still do as well i think like their output will be very similar for like the next two three weeks uh we shouldn't go ahead and talk about what happened to landry
0: i think that was the perfect time so you say everybody values landry Corey dropped him Uh, just recently for a backup quarterback, so I'm not sure what the current expected value of Landry is. Jarvis Landry, freely available on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, let's see how many bids there. I bet you someone will bid at least three bucks for him.
0: Do you think his fad bid will be larger than his auction bid of $9? No. You think it'll be less?
1: Yeah, just because of there were many, many good wide receivers on the waiver wire, and mm-hmm. only Danny bid on them. On, <laughs> on the, the wide receivers. receiver's. He he bid on all the wide receivers and got none of them, but he did bid on them. <laughs> we can talk about that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what okay. was your thoughts on
0: this trade? Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes more sense. For Corey, especially with his future trades, which we'll get to, because Corey got Stafford as the quarterback two, uh, which solved a bit of a holder. I think he had Drew Locke in there, who would later get hurt, and it would seem to be, uh, you know, a lot more savvy of a move. Yeah. Um, I mean, for you, you're you're kind of trading bench pieces for bench pieces. Like, how often are you going to be starting Marquise Brown over Allen Robinson? I mean, I suppose there's a world in which that uh, becomes your decision, but I don't know that that's right now. Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess I give Corey the slight edge in need, but I mean, I do like Marquise Brown, so I don't mind it from your perspective. Yeah. You know, one of those trades where uh, you look at it and you think, huh, oh, that's cute, and then you move on to the rest of your day.
2: Okay,
1: so let's move on to the next trade that Corey did.
0: Yes. Uh, so he then traded away Kenyon Drake and Tyrod Taylor to Fannie, Got back Juju Smith-Schuster, Henry Ruggs. So after trading away Marquise Brown, uh, he kind of had a hole at receiver, which he'd had for most of the year. Um, filled it to a certain extent with Smith-Schuster and Ruggs. Uh, had to give up Kenyon Drake for those two. Um, I think I kind of like Fannie's side on this. Uh, I don't love Drake, but I like Drake more than Smith-Schuster. Yeah. And Fannie desperately needed a running back. So if Drake is the guy that was drafted for, I do was it, $46 for him, then that's a, that's a pretty good deal for him because he was pretty loaded at receiver. And so uh, I think he did pretty well.
1: I, I agree. Look, I... The thoughts going through my head was was there collusion involved where what happened first? Did Christina pick up Justin Herbert first or did this trade go through first? In what sense? So like the biggest craziest activity was like basically um what is it? Christina picking up Justin Herbert just before on Saturday and Tyrod Taylor gets benched because now we find out it's a collapsed lung situation
0: Are you saying that these two had something to do with that? Yeah. Was Christina the team doctor that punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung?
1: I'm saying that there was just some whether it was a real punctured lung,
0: who knows I don't know <laughs> Did Christina fabricate the report that Tyrod Taylor had a punctured lung yeah. which then Anthony Lynn read and started Justin Herbert?
1: So it it was very close, but the trade went through first. And if you look at it like that with Tyrod Taylor being an actual quarterback that you could start, I think that, uh, yeah, I would give it to Andrew. But now... Corley is finishing off his squad. It's a little bit more well rounded now. It's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I am getting a little nervous about Corley's roster. Let's see how it does.
0: All right. Well, let's move on. Actually, let's first mention uh, Tyrod Taylor has also been dropped as of now. And so this is the second trade in a row in which one of the players uh, is now on the waiver wire. Uh, Which brings us to our third trade, which is Brashad Perryman from Corey's squad to Christina. Corey gets back Taysom Hill and $2, which he then immediately dropped. So all three trades that Corey was involved in involved somebody dropping a player.
1: Wait. So he got back Taysom Hill... Yeah. He basically just got $2 for Perryman. Basically, yeah.
0: I thought at the time that I said, because I saw the trade come through on the ESPN notifications first, I thought that's kind of a weird trade. And then Corey posted that he got $2, which makes a certain amount of sense. I think he was probably proposing Perryman all over the league and found somebody that would uh, take him off his hands for him. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed, but in the group chat, he posted kind of a glowing review of Rashad Perryman and then immediately rescinded it. (laughs) So he was pretty high on Perryman, or at least he was pretending to be high on Perryman so that somebody would uh, give him some money for him. Uh, This, you know, I don't know that there's a whole lot to analyze here. Christina did start Perryman last week and he got hurt in that game, uh, scored, I think, two point something points. Uh, I don't know that we need to, to spend a whole lot of time in this. Uh, congratulations, Corey. You're now net $1 in the positive.
1: Yep. I, yeah, we don't need to spend any time on that. Like, And so that was the precursor to the week. And which matchup should we start with this week? Uh,
0: well, let's start with how Corey did this week. Uh, Corey was matched <laughs> up against his cellmate uh, or Former cellmate these days, probably not in the same cell, but uh real Andrew. They, I believe, were projected to be within just a few points of each other. Um Holtzclaw laying the smack down 155 to 101. In in the battle of the mix and trade, I think we can say that Holtzclaw is winning so far. Cam Newton with a big 36-point performance. Uh AJ Green only four. Um but Mixon had, a, you know, a decent 10. But, you know, Corey didn't have a single person in the 20s, which hurts. Uh, started John Ross the third, who, despite being the fastest man in the NFL, could not catch a single pass. Uh, so the
1: funniest thing is, Corey started two wide receivers. Both are dropped from his team. Yep. And he's not even starting his best tight end, which is the funniest. <laughs> like, he has a way better tight end on his bench.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, why not start Johnny Smith?
0: Do you have some... Roster controversy.
1: Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, but all in all, I think Holtzclaw's squad delivered in on multiple fronts. It will be interesting to see uh, what he does now, now that he has one starting running back. He started the season with three locked and loaded stars and he's down to one
0: now. Down to one. Will he trade that last star to fill out his roster? We shall see.
1: Well, will he trade Mixon for a little bit of a downgrade so someone will take that three week hit of Mixon being like injured, hoping to get like serviceable
0: starters? Well, he already traded Mixon. Oh, not Mixon, McCaffrey. Ah, I see. Well, he traded McCaffrey. Well, that's interesting because, uh, you know, if you want to play for the future, if you think you can eke into the playoffs, then you're definitely going to want McCaffrey on the team for when he comes back. But if you think you're in jeopardy of even making the playoffs, then maybe you trade him now to a guy that, Feels pretty good about making the playoffs, but wants to bolster his roster a little bit and can supply Holzkopf with a little depth. Somebody like my co-host, maybe. I don't know. I, have you made any offers for Christian McCaffrey yet? No,
1: but would no. you?
0: I would consider it.
1: Would you say trade and Moore for McCaffrey and probably he flows in AJ Glean or
0: something? Yeah, I would consider something like that. Okay, there you go. IBM Watson thinks that I can get Derek Henry for DJ Moore, though, straight up. So <laughs> and, uh, I think I might try that angle <laughs> and see. I mean, look, I, IBM Watson is, you know, the most perfect AI that's ever been created. And I don't know why any of us are bothering arguing with his trade suggestions. Okay. They're fantastic.
1: So let's move on to uh, Eric versus Fanny. Thanks. And Fanny, again... Beats expectation, mm-hmm. blows out the projections. Predict, uh, particularly with like Wilson, uh, Lidley, and Min- and DK Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf.
0: Uh, Decaf. Metcalf. Decaf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a good performance, uh, Andrew. Once again, uh, this time called by me. I don't think I actually picked him week one, but I definitely saw the error of my ways. Picked him week two. He delivered in a big way, 55-point victory. Yeah.
1: Kenyon Drake, though, did not deliver.
0: Uh, not probably what he was hoping for. Uh, we got a 10, Just not great, but it's not bad. You know, you get enough guys scoring 10s, then you'll yeah. be up there. All right, let's move on to... Danny against Laura. Laura's feeling pretty good after pulling the upset victory last week, going up against Danny, trying to pull two upsets in a row. uh, And she could not pull it off. Danny uh, beat his score from last week of 151 with a 154, uh, beats Laura by 48 points.
1: Yeah, very nicely done. You can see, like, Danny's team is performing. I think uh, he does have an issue with his wide receiver. Uh, depth, but he's trying to sort that out. So let's see how he goes. Like He dropped Scotty Miller just after the week. He tried to bid on a ton of wide receivers and did not get any. But he's got like Fakon Smith there, who's probably startable while Michael Thomas is out. Uh, Raw needed some points from multiple players.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, she had a great performance out of Josh Allen, 39, had a real good performance out of Mike Evans, and that was pretty much it. When your kicker is your third highest-scoring player, uh, probably didn't have that good of a week.
2: Nah.
1: So, uh, next, let's move on to uh, yourself versus Christina. A yes. really high-scoring matchup. Uh-huh. Christina was very unlucky with having, I think, the fourth highest score, fifth highest uh, sixth, but barely sixth highest score. And losing to you, you dominated. I think I saw your projections were like 194 at one point or 187. I was seeing that.
0: Yeah, I was definitely in the 190s at one point based in part because i think arizona d had 25 points at, at one point yeah which was you know dwayne haskins jr was going to put some points up so they, but that was going to equalize a little
1: bit i, I but, was, yeah, was by the way let's pause there
0: on dwayne haskins jr
1: on you starting the quarterback and the opposing
0: defense oh this is two weeks in a row have you noticed that <laughs> I started Philly defense as well as Dwayne Haskins the week before. It seems to be working out okay. Okay. Uh, you know, two weeks ago I think it was maybe fifteen points combined, and then this week, uh eighteen points combined. So, you know okay. going up from Well, maybe we talk about how I'm two and zero, and I am averaging less than ten points per quarterback played so far. <laughs> how I don't know how I'm doing it. Uh obviously it's having the number one running back in for the week in each of the past two weeks. yeah. Uh, do you think my success is sustainable? No. With these two quarterbacks?
1: Well, I think that will Jones, Chubb, or Jacobs every week pull off a 30-point game? Yes. Like, that's like, you've got a better than 50-50 show with that. Mm-hmm. And that gives you 60 points, I'll say. Because it's like 30 from one, 15 from the other two.
0: Yeah. So
1: now you need to...
0: Right. I take it.
3: Yeah, so
1: now you need to scrape out ninety points. So let's say you get like 30 points from your two quarterbacks. Okay, 90.
0: Yeah, so now you you need another 60. From, from two wide receivers, a tight end.
1: And... A defense and kicker, and a
0: defense and a kicker.
1: So you've got Hopkins there. That's like twenty-five yep. from your tight end, and now you're like, "Oh, it's sustainable." Bill, if you
0: if you said I could get thirty points out of my two quarterbacks combined all year, no more, no less, I would take it. Because I think with the strength of my other yeah. guys, I mean, I've got a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard. So,
1: <laughs> oh, he's come down to top one. one? He was number uh, one. Well, we didn't
0: get into it last week. I meant to make a, a bold bet on Dallas Goddard. Okay, because I think I have a top five tight end. I think not only is he top five, but he will be better than Zach Ertz this year. What say you?
1: Well, what is your bold bet? Is you're saying- well, I could do a few for? Okay, so you're saying I will take you on your top five.
0: Okay, so Dallas Goddard finishes top five. Make it a bold bet. Okay, is it end of season or is it week thirteen? Uh, end of season.
1: End of season. Okay,
0: I'll take that. Okay. Right. We'll go the full seventeen. How's you you are lucky. Like I'll
1: take that this week. I probably shouldn't have given the injuries to Kittle, but. So, I don't know if Kettle's coming back. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I that still believe in Kelsey, Andrews, Ertz, Waller. All of them will beat him. Hopefully. So, let's see. I
0: think you'll only name four guys. There's a fifth one there.
1: Hunter Henry. Oh, hmm. Hayden Hurst.
0: Hayden Hurst. Now we'll see about that. All right, let's move on. Uh, in your matchup, you faced Badger. Both of you guys uh, had pretty good weeks in week one. Uh, you also had good weeks in week two in a c- relatively close one, considering uh, the rest of the matchups. You prevailed 146 to 129.
1: Yeah. So I'm obviously doing the opposite strategy to you where both, I think I'm getting 60 points for my quarterbacks or close to it, 55 this Mm -hmm. week. So that's what I'm going to do, and that's what I'll need. I'll need these two to produce and have, like, uh, 60-point weeks because I've got a decent back. Like, they'll produce. Carson's producing. Eckler will produce and give me his 15 points. And I got saved by Hill. Hill was doing nothing. And Butker was a negative for a while. So
0: Yeah. It was a tight one. Well, Badger almost took you down. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Badger's team? She's got some decent quarterbacks. Looks like Kareem Hunt's gonna be playable week in, week out. If she can figure out which two receivers to play, then is it are we looking at back to back playoff appearances from Badger? Mm-hmm.
1: I think that she's now the most loaded at quarterback because Bolo is startable as well. And yeah. Garoppolo's injured, but he'll be back. So what
0: is what are the chances Badger makes a trade this year? Any trade?
1: Oh so she just responded to my WhatsApp message from the weekend talking to her about our matchup. Oh. <laughs> so she is checking out. Um WhatsApp.
0: Oh, I will be making a change to my running back. I
1: will be starting James Robinson this week.
0: Okay, well, that's moving ahead to uh, the week three previous. So hold on to that gem. for. All right, uh, last up, we got the marquee matchup, which was Ted against Barrett. And what should have been a close matchup uh, ended up being a close matchup. Ted prevails 107 to 104. Had to hang on tight. That Monday night game, Barrett kept creeping back and creeping back uh, with a 33.9 from Alvin Kamara. Strong performance. Yeah. Uh, but it was not enough to take down the injury-ravaged staring into the Boyd
1: Well, no, there's another big thing. Look at her quarterbacks. If she had not started one of her quarterbacks, she
0: would have won. Well, if she hadn't started Cousins. If she hadn't started Goff, she wouldn't have been very very close. But yeah, Cousins, negative six. Like I started a quarterback with negative points twice last year. Uh, it went 1-1 one one in those matchups miraculously, but they were not as bad as negative 6, which, you know, whatever, negative 2, negative 6, I suppose the same, but a 0 from Fuller, a negative 6 from Cousins. Uh, she was a couple of lineup decisions away from running away with this thing. Uh,
1: she, yeah, she just, she, like, she doesn't have another quarterback, but she didn't need to that no. <laughs> one. So, let's see. Uh, Like I definitely think the Ravens D is going to be the runaway defense this year. So maybe that helps her. And she'll be able to scrape together a third quarterback. Uh, Who knows?
0: Let me ask you this. Do you think Ted's name is named after me or after Tyler Boyd, uh, the receiver on his bench? Uh,
1: Tyler Boyd. He's just staring at Tyler Boyd trying to work out should he put him into the lineup or not. He'll be in this week, I believe, with Sutton out injured. Mm -hmm. So let's see.
0: I stare at Tyler Boyd because his name's so sexy.
1: (laughs) So another
0: person who is going to be...
1: So with Barkley injured and out, what's Ted going to do?
0: Ted's going to start Miles Gaskin. Go dogs! Uh, this week it looks like.
1: So moving into the waiver wires,
0: let's do some waiver wire talk.
1: Yeah,
0: it was an exciting. It was. It was a true bonanza. Uh, let me start with some stats here. There were thirty-eight different bids on eighteen different players, which I think are both league records, unofficially. Um, now, of those eighteen players, uh, five of them actually went unclaimed uh so basically everybody or at least a few people have now become hip to the game of make several bids uh while only being able to drop one player and you just you hope you get one of those guys and so there was a little bit of that going on uh but i did think it was funny that brandon cooks for instance had two different invalid claims put on him uh, and he actually made it all the way through and i believe you picked him up this morning yes yes i did for free. For free. Uh, yeah, so the – actually, the big money guy was Jeff Driscoll at $31, Denver's new starting quarterback, at least until Drew Locke comes back. Uh, he had four bids on him. Uh, Mike Davis, though, had the most seven bids, all of which were $10 or more. And then Miles Gaskin, co uh, had five bids on him.
1: So I'm trying to quickly uh, calculate it, but I think we spent – over 150 fab.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. It was a lot of big money getting spent. A lot of money.
1: Uh, and it'll be funny. Like, Miles Gaskin has been a little bit like you've owned him, dropped him. And now, like, why did you drop Miles Gaskin coming into Saturday?
0: Yeah, I. I went with the established, relatively, guy in uh, Sony Michelle. I thought, you know, there's not a whole lot of competition. I mean, there's Rex Burkhead, I suppose, um, and Damien Harris will be back at some point. But I took a shot. I saw that Michelle was dropped by, I think, Eric's team uh, later in the week after we recorded last week's podcast and was thinking, all right, well, if Michelle becomes a starting running back, I like that better than Miles Gaskin, who still has Matt Breda, Jordan Howard. I mean, Howard's still getting the goal line carries inexplicably. And I thought there might have been a little too much Homer in me to, to really believe in Gaskin, which I feel bad about. Um, but, you know, I, I love Gaskin. I love John Ross because they went to UW, but I don't know if that's clouding my judgment as far as how good they actually are. Uh, turns out he's actually pretty good. So miss um, my chance to own Gaskin for the rest of the season maybe we'll see <laughs> uh, another interesting development is there are now five different 49ers running backs owned which I think is also a league record uh,
1: and what <laughs> what do you think of uh, Corley's strategy of hoarding QV QB, QBs
2: he yeah,
0: well, I mean, there's a few people that are collecting quarterbacks uh, for the express purpose of trading them for things that they actually need. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm loaded up with four quarterbacks right now. I can't add any more. Uh, Corey, I believe, has four quarterbacks, or at least at one point had he four. Does. Andrew had four when he acquired Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, has dropped him. But quarterbacks, hot commodity. Like, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks at any given time. So, As we determined last week, I think there were 35 different quarterbacks that were owned, and that number has changed a little bit, but I think we're still in the mid-30s. We saw Jordan Love get dropped, uh, picked back up, or sorry, replaced with Jalen Hurts. We saw Nick Mullins get picked up. We saw Jeff Driscoll get picked up. Hot week for quarterbacks.
1: Let's see how it settles out. Like, once you've got your established quarterbacks, are you going to pick up another quarterback as backup, maybe? Or what, do you just start a another player, hope that player gets, like, five, ten points, and go, like, I don't want to pick up another quarterback during five weeks.
0: Well, I think what's going on is there are more teams that are settled at the quarterback position And those guys are trying to add quarterbacks so that they can trade them to the few of us that do not have our quarterback situation settled once all 12 of us either have our quarterback situation settled or know that we're not really going to go for it. Then I think the quarterback adding will settle down a little bit Um, because guys like Driscoll and Mullins won't really have any value to either the person that owns them because they have, you know, better quarterbacks or, to the people that aren't trying to win and aren't going to trade anything for those guys.
1: So here's a question. So what I found with the extra spot is we didn't add an extra bench spot. Correct. And so I'm finding that if you do have, say, a quarter, like three quarterbacks, so now one of your bench spots is taken up by a quarterback, which may last year, because you only needed one quarterback, I think you could just pick up a quarterback on bye week, hope to start that person when your established quarterback is on bye. So now you've got even one less bench spot to carry your running backs, your rolling tickets, your wide receivers, all that jazz. But other than Cooley, I don't know if there's a team that's carrying two tight ends.
0: Oh, I think there's a couple of teams. I think Holtzclaw has three of them, for instance. Yeah, But, having been... but yeah, it's interesting because we have the limits of six receivers, six backs, uh, I think it's four tight ends, four quarterbacks. In the past, I was always up against it for, you know, having too many running backs or receivers. This year, with my particular quarterback situation, I've been wanting to add. I mean, I wanted to add Herbert, wanted to add some of these backups just in case, and there's just there's no room. Uh, I'd have to drop an actual starting quarterback to pick up one of these flyers. And it's it's hurt me for sure. Um, But we'll see. Uh, There may be some things in place uh, for my quarterback situation to improve. Not least of which is Fitzmagic actually uh, performing like an NFL quarterback. He got you 26 points last week.
2: He's on your bench,
0: but he got you on my bench. But he got 26 points. That's what matters. All right, joining us live from St. Louis, Missouri, Andrew Lee and Laura Lee, how are you guys this evening?
3: We're pretty good, you know, just enjoying the transition to fall out of, you know, complete swamp-ass summer of Missouri.
4: I'd say things are going great because uh, the sun is down and Laura is awake. (laughs) (laughs) Fair
0: enough. What is the temperature like there in St. Louis? Because I remember last year in, in September, it was 90, 95, it felt like.
4: We're getting, uh, I think a high this week is going to be about 80, but mostly in the 75, so very
3: comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Classic fall weather. Finally getting cool at night, which is like one of the worst yeah. parts about living here is that it's like 90s in the day, and then it's like 83 at night, and so you just never get that crisp morning.
0: How much of that is Missy's hot breath breathing all over you? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to add five to 10 degrees.
3: Well, and the fact that she wants to be snuggled. Yeah. So
4: does she, she sleep in the bed with you? Good God. No, Oh
3: my God. No. Yikes. Not. <laughs> I mean, we only have a queen and she's 70 pounds. So there's definitely not room.
4: But do you guys sleep in her bed with her? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we, we can say, though, every time that we take her along on travels, she figures out a way to sleep on the temporary bed with us. So, you, you know, she takes the, the liberties when she can take them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> vacation guy. treat. Uh, smart girl. Yeah.
4: Um, all so- right.
0: So here we are, week three. Andrew, you are sitting near the top of the league, uh, tied tied for the best record, and just a few points off. Uh, sitting it two and zero. This may be your best team in years. How are you feeling about the year?
4: Uh, I mean, I am surprising. I'm surprisingly not affected by the injury bug that's been going around so far. Knock on wood. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't super excited. Like we talked about offline. I wasn't super excited about the team when I drafted it, but through a couple of, well, a trade and some waiver wire pickups and, you know, just some excellent foresight by the front office. uh, My team is looking pretty good. Laura,
0: how are you feeling about your team? Uh, We we did not love it in our preview show. I I think I gave it about a five out of 10. I, I did like your receivers. Uh, big upset win week one. I uh, couldn't quite, mm. quite pull it out last week. You faced Danny nope. in 54, but how are you feeling about things uh, for the rest of the season?
3: Um, I mean, I felt okay after the draft, but I, a lot of question marks I felt like on my roster, definitely better at re- receiver than basically any other position. Um, my one keeper, Josh Allen is killing it though. I'm pretty pleased about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I got some prospects. I did a lot of moves on the waiver wire this week. Probably spent more fab than I needed to do that, but, you know, got what I got.
4: I think this is this week we will mark as the week that Laura returned to fantasy. <laughs> because we spent a couple of hours uh, the past this past week talking about fantasy. She's invested. she's making moves. She's talking about trades. She is in. So, welcome back <laughs> to Laura, former champion to fantasy <laughs> football. She's excited. Okay. These
0: are probably the most moves in one week that Laura has ever made, at least in this league.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I I think in years past, my drafts have been better. so i think that's part of it but then like the last couple years you know i'm now i'm a third year resident out of five and so i've got some seniority i've got a little bit of a more predictable schedule i can devote a little more time this year so
4: also tell them about your other league
3: oh my god i'm also in another league with my residents
4: it doesn't matter what it what it is (laughs) just tell them the structure and then tell them a couple of your players
3: oh this is just so fun because we we had our draft sort of like, oh, hey, by the way, like what if we draft in three days? Um, and two people dropped out of an already only 10-team league. Complete redraft. Nothing exciting except for half-point PPR. Um,
4: anyway, it's an eight-team league, and she last week scored how many points?
3: 172 points.
4: Eight-team standard scoring.
3: No, half-point PPR. Oh. Um, I have... Well, unfortunately, on my bench are Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mostert, both injured. And then I've got Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Odell Beckham, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, Deontay Johnson.
4: Imagine (laughs) what kind of teams we could have if we just kicked two or four people out and went back to redraft structure.
3: I picked up Josh Allen off the waiver this week and Aaron Rodgers is languishing there on the waivers. Anyway, and I'm just like what wow. the fuck. So, I feel kind of bad and my one of my um the junior residents was like, "Laura, what's your strategy? Like, how are you scoring so many points?" I'm like, "Uh, I'm just gathering up all the players. I drafted like all running backs." <laughs> uh any so, running back available not
4: the strategy that she took in the auction league
3: well it's harder to do that
1: let me tell you so, uh, so on that how did you two feel you two were in a similar situation to me i felt during the auction where we kind of missed out on like that top tier player
4: a, so, yeah. assessment was very astute actually um yeah, there was a huge drop off as far as running back talent that was available. And then by the time we hit that point, I was running back lists.
1: So how did you feel about the auction draft as a whole? Compared to WeDraft?
4: draft? I, I don't know, man. It's it's it has its benefits and so in some ways it's better, in some ways. God, I I could You can say live. you hated it. <laughs> I could live my entire life without doing it again, but in some ways it's good.
0: Do you think that's more because you haven't done it very often or or at all? Uh, do you think you sure. did it
4: more that
0: you'd be more comfortable with it or do you think just philosophically there are problems uh, for you with the auction format?
4: No, I think I think you're right. It's it's because it's new and I feel like every rule change is specifically geared to help Corey win. <laughs> <laughs> you say we that, but it... he's
0: zero two, and yeah, and it's really bad firing
4: back. this year. But every every rule change seems to make it more like his Tahoe League.
0: I'm sorry, Taco League.
4: Did taco
3: in that league. Tahoe.
4: It's it's Tahoe. the uh, you know where they all get drunk and naked in a hot tub and and auction draft football players.
3: <laughs> Makes sense.
4: That's what I've heard anyway I, I don't know I don't get to go to Bohemian Grove when he goes out there do we think it started as just a naked
0: hot tub party and then they had to justify it with the fantasy football draft one year
4: there was probably also like a lot of analysis on um, combine numbers and who has good body and you know who who has the highest lung or high jump or who's got the the best glutes
2: mmm
0: between Corey and his friends or between NFL
4: players? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, which is which is less uh, homoerotic?
3: <laughs> don't you mean which is more homoerotic?
4: <laughs> well, they have to pretend.
3: <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel about the auction draft similar like to how I feel playing poker, which is I really struggle to bet. I get really anxious about how much is too much and I, I don't know. I just like
4: it's the same thing with fab
3: it's the same thing with fab oh my god i was like totally like oh my gosh how much should i offer and am i gonna get zero people and how many how much did people go for last time and so then i ended up paying like eight bucks for a freaking defense what which... makes
4: it worse is everybody can or at least you guys can see it yeah you're like hey i saw you you uh you put in twenty dollars whereas i put in 27 do you want that player maybe we can work out <laughs> you deal. Know.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but since but, you uh... it up, uh, yeah Mike Davis went for 27 and I saw that there was a 26 and a $25 bid on him so oh. sometimes you bid $8 and nobody else bids and sometimes you bid 27 when the next guy was 26 and you feel pretty lucky yeah,
4: yeah I'm I'm, uh, I'm very interested in, in using up that fab budget budget but uh i don't know about selling real players for players <laughs> they're not real unless you're trading for them
1: <laughs> okay so
0: uh,
1: let's play a game boys
0: yes let's play the weekly game i call this one overreaction predictions we're two weeks in uh we have one-eighth of the information uh, for the season, but let's go ahead and make some predictions for the rest of the season. You guys ready?
3: I don't know if I have intelligent answers to all these, to be quite honest. So you're saying
4: all of the answers we give are intelligent? Uh,
3: That's a great point, AJ. Great point.
4: (laughs) You interrupted us while we're watching Raised by Wolves, so, you know, I'm going to have to switch from (laughs) this post-apocalyptic sci-fi mindset to real people playing a fake game about <laughs> real people playing a real game
3: mm. <laughs> wow that's uh
4: a... i have to consider that one for a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, that's a thinker
0: <laughs>
4: all right let's do it
0: all right so let's start uh who will be the most expensive player dropped this season uh keep in mind that Leader in the clubhouse, Jarvis Landry at $9. Will there be a more expensive based on their contract value? Um, it, we'll, we'll take off fabs because those guys were already available. So most expensive by auction value. Hmm. Who's going to be?
4: Do you have to name the player or the value?
0: Uh, just name the player. Uh, we can look up the value hmm.
4: at that point. Um, the player
3: I want to say somebody like Drew Breeze.
4: was he kept yeah, no I think it was, kept.
3: was he kept, Could Drew you kept. Keep Drew? Brees,
4: was he kept Brees
3: was a keeper yes Okay. never mind
4: well I'm going to say I'm going to say a, a team and I think it's going to be Danny <laughs> Danny's going to cut loose a player that he spent a lot of money on uh, shit. Okay. i and... like,
0: you're going to name Raheem Mostert. Is that who you're going to
3: name? No, I don't yeah. think he'll be probably dropped.
4: I don't think you can drop somebody super expensive, but,
3: uh... Well, what do
4: You get- anyway. so, okay. You know, the one caveat here is that there
0: are IR slots, and so for the guys that are out for the year, such as Saquon or McCaffrey even, uh, those guys probably won't get dropped. All, All right. right. Well, I'm going to start us off here, and I'm going to name uh, somebody that my... Co-host purchased and is kind of souring on, it sounds like. Alan Robinson, most expensive mm. player dropped this season. Whoa. Alan Robinson's value, uh, which wasn't, I mean, we said he was a steal on our preview show. He's drafted for $22. I think alan Robinson hits the waiver
3: wire at some point this season. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alan Robinson's nothing but trouble, as we know. <laughs> Just literally nothing but trouble.
1: So I'll go in a similar vein and say Odell Beckham,
2: who Whoa.
1: is
0: $25. Oh, okay.
3: Mm, that's a pretty, yeah. Odell yeah. Beckham was
0: on Barrett's bench last week. Uh, probably in the starting lineup this week, but, you know, maybe uh, Trouble in Paradise over there. All right, well, what about you two? Who you got?
4: All right, I'm going to switch it up because I have to go, because I, I feel the influence of the podcast will sway people either one way or another mm. so i'm gonna have to go in the direction of somebody who doesn't listen <laughs> and i'm going Rich to could say, be
0: half the league
4: i'm gonna say well that doesn't make sense um
0: laura do you have anybody but I, I we, mean, while we wait patiently for
2: you know, Drew <laughs> to come up with his. his-
3: <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, I, the problem is I just don't know like who, uh, off the top of anybody's of my head costs what, you know, people who I think are, you know, were probably drafted and aren't gonna do much are people like, you know, Brady and Gronk, and you know, I think Breeze is gonna have probably a fairly bad year, but.
4: I'd have to verify this, but I'm going to say Cam Newton. What? Cam Newton. Or here, or. Yeah, never Cam mind. Cam Newton's actually keeper,
0: so he is less expensive than Jarvis Lane.
4: Shit. Okay, never mind. That's okay. <laughs> All
0: right, well, let's go ahead and move on. I'll let you guys think about that. Uh, Sorry.
4: So. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you with legit answers later, <laughs> later.
2: Uh, yeah, All right. totally,
0: totally 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 so what will be the most amount in fab spent on a single player don't have to name the player just give me the amount uh current leader in the clubhouse i believe is 35 for benny snell jr
3: Ooh, that's a <laughs> steep price for negative points
0: will somebody spend more than 35 dollars and what will it be
4: i'm gonna say no I think that's the leader in the clubhouse.
0: Hmm. Here's the problem is usually somebody that kind of lightly pays attention through the year uh, ends up the last week or two. They just, they spend all their fab just because, and they spend like $80 on a kicker just because they can't. So with that in mind, I think somebody goes $67 on a player this year. I think that is the high number. Okay.
4: Hmm. We Again, doing- we are influencing Who's gonna win this game? Out <laughs> there. <laughs> the good news is nobody listens, and so uh
0: <laughs> don't worry about that. Boyd, are we doing pluses light rules? Uh yes, you cannot go over and still win.
3: I'm gonna say that there's gonna be some person, some player that's injured that somebody keeps on their bench, sitting there waiting for them to maybe come back. And then they drop them, and somebody offers fifty-four dollars to scoop them off the waiver for a keeper, right under the deadline.
4: Excellent answer. That's I w- an investment,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and that's a uh, that's an informed answer. I will say, I
1: will say seventy-one dollars.
0: Seventy-one dollars. And Andrew said thirty-five. Okay, so. Next up, we have who will have the most points per contract value. Uh, basically calculated. It's essentially who's going to be the best waiver pickup. Because anybody anybody from a keeper perspective is going to be $5. Um, we're assuming for the purpose of this game that nobody has a zero value because you can't really divide by zero. So any free agent pickup, assume contract of a dollar, and then every waiver pickup. Uh, so we're looking for points per contract value. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and get us started. I'm gonna stick with my co-host here, James Robinson. Most points per contract value. How do you like that, AJ?
1: (laughs) I like it that I'm gonna go with actually Derek Carr.
0: Derek Carr. Was he a one dollar keeper?
1: He he he's He's a a one dollar quarterback. One dollar draft pick.
0: Okay.
3: That's a pretty good ratio. I feel like you know. One dollar quarterback's pretty pretty darn good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Our esteemed guest from the Paris of the Midwest. What do you guys think?
1: Teddy's there, by the way. Another one you could pick.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He was a keeper. Or no, I I
3: you drafted him for three bucks? Yeah,
4: apparently. But so three
3: Teddy bucks is a dollar. The problem?
4: Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, who... No, that was a bunch of money. I'm gonna say Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly. Excellent.
0: Laura.
3: Um, and and uh, so remind me, I'm sorry, these the, the rules of this game are if anybody was just picked up off the waiver of their contract for next year is what we're talking about is a dollar? No exactly. or
0: this year's contract
3: value. Which includes how much they were picked up for off the waiver.
4: Yes. Uh, yes.
3: Okay, so like if, you know, whoever picked up Gesicki or whatever, they're paying their whole.
4: Yeah, whoever the hell that was. Whoever
3: that was. Uh, my husband. Uh, <laughs> gosh. I mean, I was looking at Gardner Minshew for three bucks, but can't really beat $1. $1 right. is pretty good. Hey,
1: hmm. I, I said Teddy Bridgewater is another $1 quarterback.
3: Are you are you trying to tell me that the answer should be Teddy Bridgewater, AJ? <laughs> you can also because pick, guess,
1: You can pick Derek Carr as well. Like you can choose the same answer as me.
3: Well, I don't know about that. And like, you know, Baker Mayfield, he was five dollars. I mean, I think I think you guys are right on that it's gonna be a quarterback because they just have the highest ceiling for points, I feel like. Um and and the lowest contract value you can easily have picked somebody up. Now who that is exactly, I don't know. All Just right. pick somebody. Throw, throw a dart. All right. Gardner then.
4: Gardner <laughs> Minshew. All
0: right. Mustache. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Who will be the most expensive player traded this season? Uh, keep in mind, Joe Mixon has already been traded. His contract value is $52. So the answer is wow. either Joe Mixon or will somebody more expensive than him be traded?
3: Well, do you think there's a possibility that injured McCaffrey will be traded early in the season? Someone will buy low on him?
0: We think it's a possibility.
3: I think that would be my guess. Okay. Is if someone tries to move their product there for a better start to the season.
4: I'm going to say my boy Michael Thomas. Oh. Interesting. Do you think Danny
0: is going to be selling, or do you think he is going to trade him for even more
4: parts to help him on his? I think, championship. I think. Uh, I. Th- I mean, he's always a tinker. He's a tinker, like Corey is a tinker. He's always interested in making a deal. So something that can help him now, I think he's going to jump on that. But it's going to be big for him. I think. Okay. Does that qualify? By the way, I don't know what it, he drafted him for. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas was. Sixty-nine, nice. Nice. Um, I will go with Christian McCaffrey as well for eighty-five. Christian McCaffrey, excellent. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Josh Jacobs on the block.
3: <laughs> Are you currently trying to move Josh Jacobs? Voice?
0: I'm just saying. I think there is a chance that Josh Jacobs gets traded. Hit Get me up with your offers. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up what player will be owned by the most number of teams? Uh, and that means owners. So who's going to be the village bicycle? Who's going to be owned by six or seven teams this year? Hmm. Current leader, Agent and I, look, there are no players that have been owned by four teams, but there are a number of players that have been owned by three different teams so far.
3: Really? Yes. Is
4: Rashad Perryman one of those
0: players? Uh, Brashad Perryman could be a triple threat. Uh, We do know that Nikhil Harry, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Joshua Kelly, have already been owned by three different players.
4: Well,
3: teams or whoever, yeah. Teams,
4: yes. Hmm. I bet it's going to be Miles Gaskin.
3: Hmm, that's a good thought.
4: And how many of those will
0: be trades? Bonus question. (laughs) Uh, No trades. No trades at all.
3: Okay. I'm thinking it's probably going to be some like a tight end type, like, you know, Eric Ebron getting, you know, somebody's tight end doesn't do them very well for a week and they drop him and they're like, ah, Eric Ebron exists. I'm going to pick him up for a good matchup this week. Or Gronk, you know, he's going to have nothing, nothing big week. People pick him up, drop him. I'm going with tight end.
1: Okay. I will go with. In Kiel, Harry. I think Boyd's going to drop in very soon and someone else is going to pick him
0: up. There is a great possibility of that. Um, okay, I'm going to go with uh, the aforementioned earlier in the podcast, Jarvis Landry. Already been owned by two players. He is available on the waiver Wire. Somebody's definitely going to pick him up and then somebody's definitely going to drop him. And <laughs> I think he gets owned by about five teams this year. Okay. All right. And then uh, we got kind of a little bonus here. What will be the high point for the week this year? Uh, Currently, uh, we've got a 164 on the board, although we did have a 220 last year without Superflex. What? Yeah. Corey had a 220 last year, which blew away the previous high point. So what what is going to be the score, which is the score to beat?
4: Go ahead, somebody. Start it off. I will start with
0: 212. Whoa. I do not think we get to 220. I think it's 212.
1: I will go 203. I will go
3: 184. Andrew?
4: Uh... I guess I'll I'll do uh, and it's it's prices right rules? That is correct. Yeah. One thousand. That's
3: <laughs> wait, that's the opposite of prices right rules. That means you'll literally never win. <laughs> what?
2: Yeah.
0: You are yeah. over.
3: You can't. Going go over. over means you lose. So you oh. should say one point or well, something. Unless
0: you think somebody's gonna score a thousand points this year, which would be <laughs> A very ballsy prediction. We I guess long time. I've
4: watched that garbage show.
3: Uh, God right. just said with such confidence too. One thousand. <laughs> <1, 000.
2: laughs>
4: all right. Uh, one or two thirteen. Two thirteen. You're an asshole. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool. All right, guys, on that note, uh, thank you for playing the game with us. Thank you for joining us on the call. Uh, good luck to you both uh, the rest of the season. Good luck against each other this week. Is there any, uh, any smack talk going on between the two of you in, uh, for your, your matchup this week?
4: You, you know, because we're married, I cannot smack talk because once I cross that line, it ruins everything. It ruins dinner. It ruins That's weekends. It, it just goes real bad real quick.
3: What a whiny baby! <laughs>
4: what do you
0: what do you tell Missy about Laura's team when
4: Laura's not listening? I mean, she's projected for so little. <laughs>
3: it's kind of sad. She's gonna get destroyed. Everyone underestimates me.
4: <laughs> who's the marquee matchup of the week? Uh, it's you two, as a matter of fact.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 god! So who's we, taking Laura? We
1: what? will be diving into it, and Andrew. <laughs> Do you care about projections at all this season? Hell no.
0: You what are they, they ever going to say? Are you worried at all that you are now projected to win? I mean, you've been the underdog each of the first two weeks, and you've done pretty well. Now that you're favored, uh, is your team getting a big head? Are they going to you know, fall flat on their face? Is Laura going to thrive in that underdog role?
4: Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, when you're the lead dog, the view is great. And when you're trailing behind, all you see is assholes.
2: Ew. <laughs> okay.
1: So on that note, <laughs> great point to leave on. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck to both of you.
3: Hopefully Thanks for you both
1: tie. That would be the best thing. That you both tie. There is no Oh
4: the in our division, I see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of divisions. Uh, Let's briefly touch on the division name voting results. Uh, We did put a poll up for the new division names. We have five out of 12 votes, which is not as many as we would like, but uh, I suppose it's better than none. Uh, Current leader in the clubhouse, Robinsons and Moores. I think that is the new division names. I think it probably should be. Yeah, Commissioner, make it happen. We'll get more or we'll struggle to get more than five votes for this thing. I think uh, we could send out more messages, um, but I think maybe we we'll pull a Trump and we just, uh, you know, lock up the voting yep. prematurely. Yep. Robinsons and Moores, Great. Hey, job, hey. Everybody. Uh, honorable mention one vote for the beat hearts and gabberts, one vote for fair and balanced and one vote for spin moves and pump fakes, which would be my second choice. But I digress. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, new rule corner with AJ. AJ, what do you got for us this week?
1: Okay. So, uh, oldie, bit of goodie, no kickers. If we don't have kickers, it makes the league more... Uh, you, you don't have the fluctuations. You don't have the wild randomness. You take away some of the randomness of, like... Example this week and why I brought it up was Butka. Butka misses a uh, extra point and went to negative two points for most of the game. And then just because of how the game was playing and all that, kicked two 50-yard field goals, which were five points each, and so ended up with eight points. Mm. So it's just like there's so many wild fluctuations it's not worth it. And it's not just that, like, if you have a good kicker, you win. That doesn't even work. So I know I'll be shot down, but I will keep saying no kickers.
0: Okay. I would counter with uh, add a kicker next year. I think we should have two kickers apiece. I mean, there's 32 kickers in the NFL. Why can't we start more than one kicker a week? I mean, you know, okay. That'd be 24 kickers. We could reduce some of the random fluctu- fluctuation if we have multiple kickers balancing each other out.
1: Maybe. It would be
0: it just interesting adds to more. who goes Tucker Butker first round, second round, lock up. Because that's, I mean, we found that with quarterbacks, we had to make them valuable by adding a second quarterback slot. Technically, yeah. super flex. Maybe we make kickers valuable by adding a site. You got to have two kickers. Maybe. Either way. No no kickers or two kickers. That's the way to go. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, any other closing thoughts on that? No,
1: it's a very no. simple argument. Don't have kickers, they're stupid. Very simple.
0: Well, how about this argument uh, that kickers typically score between like two and five points each week, and so what really is the point of kickers? But anyway, um, all right, well, I've got a new proposal uh, for just kind of a side league. We've we've had some mentions of people's other leagues, which lots of people do, uh, but maybe just Kind of an ad hoc uh, daily fantasy league, uh, just with whoever wants to join in. Uh, listeners of the podcast from Sweden, London, or locally.
2: And Taiwan, uh, maybe.
0: Or Taiwan, yeah. Uh, just every Sunday, we'll say, we, we log in. We do a quick draft. It's one quarterback, one receiver, one running back, one tight end apiece. Uh, depending on how many people we get, we just we could do a quick snake draft style. And we could put in a dollar each week. If you want to play week five and nine and that's it, then that's great. If you want to play week three through 17, also good. Just whoever wants to play each week, we can get together and add a little intrigue because
1: at nine. Eight, a- so you're proposing 9 a.m. Sunday do a draft.
0: Yeah, we're all watching, you know, fantasy football now or NFL countdown or whatever your show of choice is. And so while we're sitting there drinking our coffee and thinking about who our favorite players of the day are, we could just add a little intrigue.
1: Okay. Sounds good. I, I'm always up for DFS. I was trying to get it going, but the platforms that we were using last year disappeared on us. Yeah, actually
0: illegal in the state of Washington, but yes. this is it. we'll say it's by donation only this year. <laughs> cool. All the donations go to whoever has the most points.
1: Uh let's move on to uh,
0: the weekly previews. Let's do it. Let's start with uh start with Holtzclaw against Ted. Uh current projections 113 to 107, Edge to Holtzclaw. Uh lost Christian McCaffrey last week. Probably uh, would have been feeling real good about himself without that. Now he's going to have to put Rex Burkhead in the lineup. I think I still like Holtzclaw's team here. Ted, on the other hand, lost Saquon Barkley and Cortland Sutton last week. Uh, he looks to be okay at receiver. He still got Lockett, Diggs, and Boyd. And anybody with Boyd uh, has an a awesome team. Okay, so who's you pick? Uh, but give me Holtzclaw on this one. I like his... Quarterbacks better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Blady going up at Denver. He never likes Denver. Uh, yeah, I will go whole score too. No. Right. So okay. next one is the Lee match of the championship. Uh, first one of two. So there will be two Lee matches this year of Corley versus Christina. Two cracks at each other. Uh, and Christina is doing us a, a real solid by not starting a second quarterback or flex right now. Hmm. So let's put in Phil Weathers for 15 and let's put in uh, how do you pronounce the Jacksonville wide receiver?
2: Mm, I'm
0: excited to see how you pronounce it. Give it a shot. Shall, not. Shall, not. Shall, not. Shall not, I guess.
1: For ten, so that's twenty-five. So, Corey is projected to beat her by thirteen points. Yes, I will say that Corey, with his new wide receivers, comes back and uh, takes uh, gets his first win, where they both will sit on
0: sit at one and two. Alrighty. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I like Corey's team. I think he uh, marginally improved uh, over the course of all those trades. But give me Christina in the upset here.
2: Okay.
0: All right. uh, Next up, let's do Danny against Badger. Locked up in a tight one here. Danny, or sorry, Badger with the one-point projected advantage, 122.9 to 121.9. Got zero and two Badger against one and one Danny. Uh, Danny's having to start some waiver guys: Russell Gage, Scantling, Deion Lewis. Hmm, is this the week that Danny does not score one hundred and fifty? I think it is. Give me Badger, first win of the season.
1: Yep. Yeah, give me. Give me Danny. I'll take, take Danny. Danny. Yeah, I'm going to take
0: Danny. All right. Uh, Next up, let's do my matchup against Barrett. I currently have a four-point projected advantage. Uh, I'm picking myself. I think I've got one of the best teams in the league, despite the fact that my quarterbacks are terrible. Um, This may be the first week that a non-quarterback gets started in the offensive player position. Mm -hmm. Are you excited for me?
1: I am excited. You're getting Kenny Galladay back. Your wide receivers will be tight. Your running backs will be tight. You just need a quarterback. Um, Need a quarterback. Let's see what happens. I think does. Oof. I'm betting on Kirk Cousins scoring positive points. So let's see. I will go with uh, Barrett.
0: All right, um, this is now the third week in a row you've bet against me, and you've lost each of the first two. Are you worried about that at all? No, because you're two and o. You're going to oh, to pick okay. yourself. I'm picking against you. you. <laughs> uh, fun fact: ESPN finally likes my team. I've been sitting in their projected final standing somewhere between nine and eleven all year, up to four. So oh nice. we'll, Who's we'll number see how one that goes for me? Uh, all right, uh, and then last but not least, prior to our marquee matchup, we've got you against Eric. You currently have a twenty-one point projected advantage, although Eric's kicker is on IR. So let's give him another five points. Uh, make that about a seventeen-point projected advantage. How are you feeling this week? You got a lot of check marks next to your players.
1: I am. I need my wide receivers like. Hill saved it in the end with like a really nice touchdown, long touchdown catch. Whereas he was sitting at two, two points for the whole game.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: going up against Baltimore, probably his mm-hmm. toughest thing. Yeah, I am starting another son for another son. Like I, I want to start all of my sons. I've got two Robinsons, two Johnsons. Is there a week where I can start all four and a Carson? So I could have five sons in the lineup.
0: One I'm not sure there's a week where you can start Duke Johnson and not have me laugh at you. So just <laughs> keep that in mind. Okay. Um, I I kind of like Eric's team to rebound here. Uh, Carson Wentz has not been playing well. I think he turns it around this, this week. And I like a lot of his players... Um, I'd also uh, not mind if you fell the two and one that way. I can vault to top of the league, uh, but against okay. that judgment, I'm going to stick with you. Three and zero for AJ. Uh, I think you prevailed this week. Okay.
1: So on to the marquee matchup:
0: War versus Andrew. Battle of St. Louis.
1: Let's go into it. So we the two quarterbacks both teams are starting two quarterbacks, as they should. We have Josh Allen, who has been stellar, and Daniel Jones, who has been not so stellar, for versus Wilson and Minshew. Allen and Min, Allen and Wilson are the number one, and or number two and number one quarterbacks for the year.
0: It's only been two weeks. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I like Andrew's quarterbacks here. Okay, same. I, Daniel Jones has not shown that he's going to be an effective fantasy player this year. So despite Josh Allen, I, I like Wilson and Minshew. Plus, Andrew's starting the Jaguars, so bonus points there. All right, uh, let's go to the running backs, which is a, a little bit lackluster. Both of these guys kind of forgot about running back, so to speak, uh, during the draft. Laura's rolling with Fournette, and Daryl Henderson. Andrew's rolling with Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Swift.
1: I like Andrew's uh,
0: running backs. Like you actually like them, or you like them better than running backs?
2: Better.
0: Okay. Okay. I can see that. Uh, any other analysis there? Or are
4: you just like. No,
1: no, we, we, we don't really want to talk about whether this is Henderson's week, whether this is Akers' week, or whether this is Brown's week in the Rams. And who knows? Bornett had a 100 yard game, but who knows if Jones starts? Right? And then Swift, again, who knows? So the only one back of note is Kenyon Drake.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, um, I'm going to take Laura's running backs in a slight upset. I think Swift just keeps scoring double digits. I think Drake continues to struggle, and I kind of like Henderson to do some things this week. So give me Laura's running backs. Uh, Receivers, uh, this is where the juice is. We got Julio, Mike Evans, Robert Woods for Laura, and then Ridley, Cooper Cup, Decaf Metcalf for Andrew. A lot of firepower.
1: So this all, I think, comes down to which Lamb's receiver has the big game.
0: And what if neither of them have a big game? Is that a possibility?
1: Yeah, then I would say... I going against the Buffalo. Well, it, it's actually even
0: funnier than that,
1: because you've got Julio versus Woodley. Yeah. And then you've got Cup versus Woods. Now, Ridley's beating Julio quite a bit. If he keeps that up, maybe Julio's over the hill. So, I I like Andrew's uh, wide see Evans is Evans. Like, maybe he starts getting better with Blady. But can Blady chuck it deep?
0: I'm going to take... Laura's receivers here. I think Julio bounces back. I think Ridley falls back to earth. And then I like Woods better than Cup this week. Uh, and Metcalf, he's fantastic. Uh, but I think Evans sneaks out a late garbage time 50-yard touchdown and I give Laura the edge there. Uh, tight end, we got Ertz for Andrew and Reed for Laura. Uh, Reed not projected to get a whole lot of points, but Kittle's questionable. Maybe plays, maybe doesn't. This will probably depend on whether Kittle plays or not. Laura does not currently have a backup tight end, so if Kittle plays, maybe she goes back to the waiver wire. Uh, I mean, I kind of have to give it to Ertz at this point, even though I think he's not even the best tight end on his team. But it's close.
1: Okay. I agree. It is Ertz, and I disagree he's not the best tight end on the
0: team. That, if we rewind to last season, I believe you were telling me when you owned Goddard and I owned Ertz that Goddard was the best player on his team. What has changed in the last Yeah, season? I said Goddard was the Mark Andrews at oh, one okay. point, but then I changed it to Ward,
1: and then I actually have changed it. It was... I believe my end of season thing was no offense is going to be the new Mark Andrews. And I believe he uh, is turning into the new
0: Mark Andrews. Wow. Well, Goddard had the big week one. Fant had the big week two. So let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, defense and kicker, marginally interesting. Koo is actually the number one kicker for Laura's team, whereas uh, Will Let's number 14th ranked kicker for Andrews' team. Uh, so maybe we give Laura a slight edge there. All right. Uh, how do you see this thing shaken out? I, so based
1: on all of the stuff, I've been leaning towards Andrew, and that's where I'm going Andrew's going to join. I joined with Leon club
0: mm-hmm. With you and me. Excellent. Um, I am also going to go with Andrew. I did probably pick more of Laura's position groups, but I think Andrew's advantages, where he does have the advantages, are greater than uh, the advantages that Laura has, and I just I see Andrew getting to three and O and I don't see Laura getting to two and one, although I've been wrong before. So give me Andrew. Good. Okay. All right. So, uh, last week, I believe I went four and two and you went two and five. That brings us to seven and five for me on the season and you are at three and seven. You got some work to do, my friend.
1: Uh, all in good time. All in good
0: time. All in good time. Uh, this week's, weekly prize is the blackjack uh not totally unlike the uh prediction game we just played Closest to 21 without going over the single player that gets closest to 21 points without going over i don't believe we've ever had anybody get 21.0 have we
1: i think we had one
0: year one time
1: right. yeah or maybe it was like
0: 20.9 it was like super close All right. Um, And then we're actually going to do a quick update on the Pigskin Pick'em League, which I believe a lot of our listeners are in. Uh, This is kind of a side uh, fantasy game. Uh, I mean, it's just picking winners uh, against the spread. We have officially 19 entries, although I see Eric is on there twice. So let's make that officially 18 entries.
1: There's 19 paid entries.
0: So did Eric pay twice then? I don't know. Okay. But you do know there's 19 paid entries.
1: That is what the commissioner
0: said. Okay. Uh, So what's our prize breakdown then?
1: So it's $190 for the winner. Uh,
0: So it's a 50-30-20
1: split. So 50% of the pot, 190 goes to the winner, 114 goes to second place, and 76 goes to third.
0: Gotcha. Big money.
1: And currently,
0: you and I are battling it up for third place. Uh, technically, fourth place. So right now, we've got two people tied for first, who I would assume would split the 80%. Uh, yep. One of which is a person that we do not know. We, I, I don't know if we know them. Uh, Corey claims that there are no randos in the group, but I'm not sure. Can neither confirm nor deny that. If you are a listener of the podcast, go ahead and call in and, and let us know who you are. Penn Island Motorboats. Uh, who is tied with BBC, who I do believe is Barrett's beef curtains or blackout beef curtains, <laughs> the, uh, both tied with 22 correct picks uh, through the first two weeks of the season. We've got uh, somebody named McSilva24, at 20, and then you and I are tied with the OG Dirty Hippies at 19, three back of the lead. So yeah, uh, Great job, everybody that's picking winners, and not so great a job uh, those of you that, that are not picking winners.
1: <laughs> time to time to pick. Oh, up. by the way, have you ever entered in the points uh, score for the Monday night game at the bottom? I have not. It's this weird thing where I didn't even see it until this week, where you have to put in the points to say like to get it. So I don't know if that's what will be the uh, the tiebreaker. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, not sure about that. Is that, do we know, is there a tiebreaker?
2: It uh, says it's the
0: tiebreaker. So you have to win the most tiebreakers. What if one person wins eight tiebreakers and the other person wins eight tiebreakers?
1: Well, it's points. You have to get closest to
0: the actual score. So is it total points off over the course of the season?
1: Yeah, that's what I would think.
0: Hmm, interesting. Unless well, you get a ruling on that. Alrighty. Well, I think that probably does it for this week. Thank you all for joining in. I hope you had as much fun as we had making this podcast.